What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode 105.1, and we are continuing our playthrough of Yakuza Kiwami 2. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And yeah, um, we had not finished chapter 5. Um, we... Um, Got close. We were right there uh, at the 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 building where they we believe that Daigo was uh, was being held, uh, but um, we had to have have a boss fight that I had to eventually turn down the difficulty on because I couldn't stand losing and losing and losing again. <laughs> Did you really? Oh yeah, yeah. No, th there's been there's been two boss fights so far that I've lowered the difficulty. And I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah, this game definitely seems to peak a little bit. You know, it's I don't feel like any of the regular fights are all that hard, but then all of a sudden some of the boss fights are sub substantially harder. Right. So, um... Da -da -da -da. Yeah, so after we beat that boss, the man in black, we uh, reached the rooftop of the building. And, um, instead of Daigo being there, um, it's actually, uh, a whole bunch of people. Uh, first off, uh, Date and, uh, Kawara, the, the two detectives. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they are also holding at bay two twin Kazukis. Uh, owners of the nightclub. Yeah. Uh, and they're both doing the, the classic twin holding a gun to twins and saying, I'm not the, I'm not the imposter. He is <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, classic scene. Yeah. So when, uh, Kiryu shows up, uh, that once everybody's distracted, one of the Kazukis, who's wearing the exact same clothing as well, um, pulls out a gun and uh, shoots Karara in the leg. Not the only pair of twins we see in this uh, play session. <laughs> and so, um, at that point, Date's sitting there, and he... Uh, Yeah, he ends up shooting the the uh, the imposter Kazuki. I'm guessing. I don't know because uh, the uh, imposter Kazuki shoots the real Kazuki and yep. um, shoots him in the stomach. And so Date has no other choice but to shoot the other guy, or so we think. It was actually uh, Sayama. She shows up, shoots him, kills him, and then, uh, well, we hear sirens, and everybody's like, we got to get out of here. So, um, we now have Kawara, who is shot in the leg, the real Kazuki, uh, shot in the stomach. He's not doing too good. We have to rush them to a, uh, medical doctor. I think it's one of those underground doctors that the Yakuza use. 
Yeah, I was going to say, that's another theme of all these games. You know someone's going to get shot and have to go to an underground doctor. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh... Yeah. Let's see here. So they're they're both wounded. We get into the doctor. Uh, It's funny that you're having to do this because... I really like the story of this game. I think it's really interesting, but there does feel like a little bit of padding. Yes. And so it's not as easy to be like, oh, and then this crazy thing happened. And then, you know, and then this was... Even when they sometimes try to reveal things, they do it with like a red herring lead-in. And so it doesn't feel quite as kind of on theme or on central storyline as maybe they would have intended. Sure. Yeah. This this playthrough part right here has a lot of padding. There's two little yeah. side stories. I'm just like, I really don't want to be doing this, but it's part of the main story. Yeah. I, Sometimes I wasn't even sure if it was part of the main story. It really felt like a side story completely. Yeah. So, um, after we, uh, get, uh, Kazuki set up with the doctor, um, we are asked that, uh, uh, to meet up, um, at the bar that's kind of far away from Stardust and from all the other places. So that way, if the cops are on our trail, <laughs> we can maybe not get caught. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, Date, uh, sits down with, uh, with, uh, Kiryu and, uh, he kind of reveals that, uh, uh, Kawara, Ka- how do you pronounce that? Kawara? Kawara? Yeah, I, I, I would say Kawara, and I think that. Because I guess I would have said like Sayama, so I would have said Kawara, but he, de- you know, definitely when he says it in game, it's like Kawara-san, right? Kawara, uh, less multiple syllables. But uh, he, uh, Date reveals that Kawara and um, the Division Four, which was Sayama's uh, captain, were all three on a task force in Kamurocho a long time ago, and. Uh, Kara got his uh, little nickname, the, the killer, uh, because um, he was just up and just murder people, like not even give them a chance. And yep. there was one time where he murdered a bunch of Yakuza guys who weren't really fighting back. And uh, that's when Dante was like, I was it I, Yakuza. I thought he I thought he had a big thing with foreigners. He does have a thing for foreigners and too. It was like uh, it's just a killing everybody, foreigners, sir, and domestic. Yes, he just he didn't care. Just as long as he got it done, and that's when Date wanted to separate himself from him. I don't want to have anything to do with this guy. Uh, and then eventually, the guy got transferred. So. That was kind of the the big reveal. There was that uh, he 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 knows a lot about foreign threats, 
He also can speak Korean. So that's something mm-hmm. that uh, was revealed to us. Or at least understand it. Did he speak it or just listen? Uh, I think he spoke a little bit of it. Said he picked it up. It was useful to have. Yeah. Yeah, he must have. So um, we need to go back to the clinic to catch up with Sayama. This is the kind of thing that makes it feel padding, too. Yeah. You're going to go somewhere and have some scenes and walk through the city just to sit there to then have some scenes and walk through the city just to go back. I can't tell you how many times our our mission was, I just need to kill some time. Yep. This happened like three times in this play session, and I'm just like, oh my god. All right. Yeah. Although it was weird, I feel like at least two of the times it did that, it said we just need to kill some time, and then immediately put me into some scripted, like, sub-story. And then as soon as that story ended, the game was ready to continue. Pretty much. I think that's what it was. I mean, I guess I... I guess I could have ignored it, right? But why even say I have to kill time if you're going to put me right into a sub-story? Why not just find a way to make me enter that sub-story so it feels like it makes more sense? I don't know. So, uh, Kiryu goes back to the clinic to meet up with Sayama and um, Kawara. 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 Killer. The killer. (laughs) Let's call him the killer. Uh, then, uh, some bad guys show up, uh, two, two more men in black show up and want to fight, uh, and, uh, they're looking for, uh, Kazuki. They heard that Kazuki was, uh, shot and they want to make sure it's, uh, it's another guy. It's their boss. Uh, and, uh, it's not. And of course, Kiryu's like, uh, can I help you? And they're like, just leave us alone. Kiryu's not going to do that. So we have a fight with them. Beat them up. Um, and so we uh, beat them down and interrogate them and ask them who it is they're working for. And they say the, and I'm going to butcher this because they say it so fast in the game, the Jinwon Mafia? Yeah, Jinwon. Jinwon. Uh, which is a Korean mafia, uh, and then the uh, then we had to get out of there because the cops show up because they they heard fighting. I guess I don't know. And so uh, we go back to the bar, and Kara uh, uh, is there. Uh, he's still got the the hole in his leg, but they're they're patching him up, and uh, we ask him since he knew a lot about the Korean stuff. Uh, who uh, who are the Jin Wong? And they are the uh, uh, pretty dangerous Korean mafia. Um, it's uh, they they are one of the um, the hardcore mafia members. Um, uh, but the problem is is that. Um, while the uh, bartender is in the back, Date's like, hey, I think somebody's watching us. And Kiryu's like, what do you mean? 
He's like, well, the bartender's been going in and out of the bar like three times since you've been gone. I think he's talking to somebody. Also, I found these behind the bar. Why would you leave these behind the bar? I have no idea. There is, (laughs) there's, there's two pictures, uh, one of, uh, Sayama and one of Kiryu. And he's like, this guy's obviously been watching you. So, uh. We might need to do something about that. It looks like those pictures were taken from like two feet in front of them. Yeah. So, uh, Kiryu was like, all right, I'll handle this. You guys just get out of here. We, who knows what they're, who they're talking to. So everybody leaves. Kiryu's sitting <laughs> there and uh, the bartender comes back out and he's like, Hey, you know, I helped you out a year ago and, uh, you want to explain these? And he's, he's kind of avoiding the, the, the question. Uh, and then Kiryu finds himself surrounded by local townsmen <laughs> with weapons. And they're like, okay, we have to kill you. You're bringing way too much heat on us and we got to kill you. And so Kiryu's like, that's not going to happen. So we beat up all these people and uh, kind of find out they were put up to killing Kiryu. Otherwise they would, I guess their businesses would be. Uh, ruined. Uh, basically, it was uh, like racketeering, essentially. And Kiryu's yeah. like, all right, <clears throat> who did this? Who ordered this? And they said it was the Sengoku family. If we remember correctly, Zen- Sengoku was one of the other f- big families in the Omni Alliance. Uh, they were there during the meeting, but they acted all friendly. Well, looks like they're not actually part friendly after this, after, after all, excuse me. Uh, so, uh, we finally decided to head to Serena and, uh, try to, um, uh, reconvene with each other, uh, and, uh, meet up with Date. Um, Date, uh, uh, comes in and says, well, there's some bad news. I'm wanted for murder. And that's how that that chapter ends. <laughs> but uh, go, going into the next chapter, Dante reveals, or actually, it's, it's on the news too. Uh, apparently, there was a video footage of the rooftop, and it shows Dante aiming his gun at Kazuki, and uh, they hear the gunshot, and Kazuki falls over, and they're like, "Oh shoot, Dante must have killed him." Ex-cop, now a civilian with a gun for some odd reason, and he shoots a dude and runs away, this guy's guilty of sin. So Kiryu's like, okay, Date, you need to like get out of town. And of course Date's like, I'm not doing that. So, we gotta find Daigo. This gives Kiryu an idea. The florist has moved. He's no longer in purgatory. That's Majima's place. Now, this kind of footage has the florist stink all over it, which means the florist is still operating. We need to go find him and talk to him. Maybe he can help us find Daigo. I do like that he's kind of back in the story. Yeah. Just as a you know, center part of the city and He's another way to kind of tie these games together a bit. So I, I, I'm not sure I ever would have said he's like one of 
my favorite characters, but I I was really happy to see him kind of back in it. Yeah. And still doing what he does. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like him a lot. So, uh, yeah. Um, duh, 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 duh. So we head over to the Millennium Tower, because that's where he's operating now. Now, Millennium Tower uh, just got bombed a few days ago, so uh, it's closed off for the most part. Luckily, we got Sayama with us, and she's like, I'm a cop. Let me through. So we go through, go up to the 50th floor of the tower, and meet up with the florist. Which, once again, another ex-cop turned criminal information broker. And so uh, we uh, meet up with... um, with the florist, I can't ever remember what this guy's name is, but it's not that big of a deal. He's the florist. So, uh, yeah, uh, florist is like, well, I kind of figured you'd be coming. Been watching you this whole time. And uh, he's like, uh, I also think we may have a rat in our operation because I actually didn't leak that video. Um... Because I have footage of what actually happened, but for some reason that video got leaked instead. And it just shows Date. So, I believe I've got a rat somewhere in my organization. And the rat's actually closer. Yeah, the rat's actually closer than what you think. Because. We get a cutscene where apparently somebody is trying to hack into the the florist's system. So he has this network uh, of CCTV cameras everywhere. Um, and somebody is hacking into the system. And so uh, his two programmers, I guess, are there. And, uh, yeah, hackers. Yeah, and they're having a trouble. They're having trouble with it. So Sima comes in and says, "Get out of the way! You're doing this all wrong." And she starts typing away. And she is uh, she is beating the hacker. And Kiryu's like, "Wow, this, this she's she's for real. What's going on here?" And the force is basically describing she was top in her class. She has a uh, computer science degree. She was one of the best, like. Uh, I guess counter terrorism to hacking and that's why she she rose to the top. Uh and Is it uh, a little too convenient to have the florist around always knowing everything about everyone? Yeah, pretty much. He looks up everybody. I mean, he, but he looks him up before anybody even shows up and asks him to look anyone up. Well, he knew so there's he, a little bit of like a Almost like a Deus Ex Machina, right? He knows everything always, and so, I, I don't know. I guess he doesn't know who his rat is. So he doesn't know everything. It's true, but, but if it, you if you opened your eyes, just, you could it, see it the just rat. Feels a little too convenient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scurrying away. Legit. He has two other people in the room with him. One of them is standing there watching Sayama type. The other one is sitting there furiously typing. Wouldn't you think that was And also looks hacker? like a bad guy. Yeah, and also looks like a bad guy. I was like, wouldn't you think that'd be your hacker? And then after this whole ordeal, yeah. after she beats the hacker and they get the camera footage back up, the guy just gets up and walks away. And I'm like, guys, 
<laughs> Does anybody not see this guy? Yeah, I mean, this whole part's kind of funny. Like, that whole thing with him, like, where could this hacker be? Like, there's only two other people in there. Yeah. And so, like, that, like, yeah, it was kind of ridiculous that he, like, obviously looked like a bad guy. You know, he runs out. Like, the the florist knows everything. When they get the camera back up, it just happens to be the obvious moment where people are taking baseball bats to the servers. Like, <laughs> everything's a little convenient in this section, I feel. My thing it's like is, a cartoon almost. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. He sent, so Kiryu and Sayama go down to the, uh, to the uh, basement where the servers are. And there's guys with sledgehammers and baseball bats beating on the servers and destroying them, right? So we get down there. And kicking them as if that was any better. Yeah. So we get down there, beat those guys up. We do have a boss fight here, I should mention. And it's the guy from the to not the Tojo clan, the um the Omni Alliance that we fought in Yakuza One. Um he was the guy who is trying to kidnap uh, the girl, I can't remember what her name is. Um, but yeah, we, Haruka? So, no, no, not her, the, her mom. Remember he, he came, he came to the, the bar to kidnap her, uh, but she uh, was gone. So, yeah. Yep. So, uh, we have to fight him, but, but after we beat him, it then, all the servers come back up. I'm like, that's not how servers work. When you beat them with a sledgehammer, it's not like, oh, well, they stopped hitting them, so I guess they're working now. But whatever. Well, I thought, is is that what happened? Because I thought, I thought the power went out. Then they brought the backup servers on. Then that's when they saw them down or backup power on. Um, that's when they saw them down, beating on the servers, and then they went and stopped them. I didn't think anything turned back on after that, did it? It may not have been. It may just I be thought on the ex- backup power came on beforehand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was the auxiliary power. That's when the hacker came in and started doing stuff because we had we had already pinpointed yeah. a video of Daigo. We found him being kidnapped, and then while we were pinpointing the location, that's when the hacker came in, and then we stopped the hacker, and he ran out of the room, and nobody looked at him, and. <laughs> And then we saw the location of Daigo. <laughs> so, uh... It really felt like a cartoon. How do you turn on the camera right when people are, like, acrobatically beating that up? Like, they didn't have to do any searching, they didn't look throughout the building and find them, they just like, oh, there they are. I don't know, it was kind of funny. Yeah. So, uh, I'm trying to think here. I think we just make it to the, to the building where they, they're keeping him. Right? The Shangri-Li? Um, yep. yeah, yeah, that's all. the, uh, the old, the old place where Majima, uh, drove a, uh, a bus through and it's still busted all the hell. 
We have to climb up the uh, climb up that whole big building uh, with guys who hide behind stuff and throw knives and shoot guns yeah. at you. But uh, yeah, trying to think here. I can't think of anything else. Who do we fight here? You remember? Matt? Yeah, it was actually not but there was a lot of different fights. So there was no boss fight here? Um... Was it anybody interesting? Uh, not that I can At think the of. end. I, I thought it was just like that gauntlet that we have to fight. Yeah, it may be just the gauntlet. But, uh... Because some of those rooms at the end were actually pretty tough, I thought. Oh, no, I know what it was at the end of this. At the At the end of this... Wait a minute. Wasn't... Did, wasn't this with the 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 guy who took over the Nishikiyama family? Mm. I'm not sure. No, that happens at the funeral. Yeah, I didn't think there was anything at the start. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Sorry. So, yeah, um, that's so, but we get Daigo back. Daigo's at the funeral, and then that's when we run into that guy. Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, they're having, uh, gosh. They're having the funeral for the fifth chairman that day, and uh, we're going to have to attend it. Uh, we run into a bunch of people. Kashiwagi is there, um, and he talks to us a little bit about the um, the mafia, the, the Jinwan mafia. Uh, he says that um, whoever it was back in the day they all got wiped out um, because the Yakuza, particularly the Dojima family, uh, basically ordered a hit out on them and they murdered all of them. And that includes uh, Kiryu's own adopted father, Kazuma. And uh, they all carried out the, uh, the hit and all of them got killed. And, of course, uh, Kiryu was like, well, there's no way that cops would let that happen. They're like, well, it happened. We don't know what happened there. So, um, uh, they all got wiped out, so they don't know why this mafia is back. But, regardless, we have to go to the funeral. So, we go back to the Tojo clan headquarters. And uh, attend the funeral. And while we are there, 
um, well, some things happen. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Trying to remember what happened and what. I think, uh, yeah, it's Gota. Ryuji Gota. Yeah, shows. he basically shows up. There's a lot of commotion outside. That's right. Right? Yeah. And then we have to, we, we end up, <laughs> again, there's another small amount of backtracking. I feel like we spend a lot of time running through these hallways. Yes, we do. Back yes, and forth, do. in the building, out the building. Um, but, uh, uh, one one of the big things that uh, Gota himself says um, is that uh, he's got three days. Kiryu's got three days until the big rematch in the Clash of the Dragons happens again. Yeah, out of out of respect, out of respect for Tarada, right? Yeah, for the funeral. Yeah, he's not he's not going to fight anybody then. Upstanding guy. Yeah. Uh, and of course, um, he also gives us the little thing of, uh, I'm not actually related to, uh, Gota, who is the, the head of the, uh, Omni Alliance. I think he's kind of like an adopted son. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, during this time, uh, some things are happening during this, uh, this funeral. We got uh, military helicopters flying over Kamurocho. We got uh, a big group of uh, of uh, Yakuza showing up. Uh, Majima decides, I'm going to hold these guys off. It's basically a Omni invasion, if you will, which is the name of this chapter. <laughs> so they, uh, they basically are attempting to take over Kamurocho while... The majority of the Yakuza are attending the the funeral. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we um, then hit the streets to try and stop some of these uh, these uh, Omni guys. Uh, we run into uh, Majima. Majima's beat all to hell, but he said he got them all. Of course he did. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hard hat and everything. Yeah, the hard hat and everything. But uh, he already said that uh, uh, a lot of the guys that he fought were Sengoku's guys. Um, and uh, what he was able to beat out of them was that uh, this whole fake invasion was to get Kiryu uh, busy out of the uh, Tojo Clan headquarters because they're going for the Tojo Clan headquarters. So we have to go back to the headquarters, and that's when we uh, run into some familiar faces, um, mainly uh, the own Tojo clan's uh, Nishiyama family. Uh, so if we, I don't think we mentioned in the last episode, but somebody took over the Nishiyama family um, and uh, has kind of been running it on his own. What we don't realize is that he has actually aligned himself with the Omni Alliance uh, not to make sure the Omni Alliance uh, takes over Kamurocho, but to take over 
the Tojo clan for himself. Uh, that man's yeah, name is... Level up. Yeah. That guy's name is Yayoi? Yeah, I'm not even sure I wanted to try that. Yeah. Yayoi? Yayoi? <laughs> um, I don't think he was in the first game. I can't remember. I don't think so. Um, I think he was just kind well, of like it, a... Oh, go ahead. Isn't, isn't Yayoi Dojima's wife? The, the lady who's kind of running things now in the Tojo clan? I thought he wanted her. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm getting their names mixed up here. What is the name of the guy who took over the Nishiyama? Ah, that's a good question, though. Mm, let me look it up here. Kindo? Is it Kindo? Shindo. Shindo. Shindo took it over. Excuse me. Yayoi is the one he's holding captive. And he, he, he admits to wanting Yayoi. And Yayoi's not having any of that. Slaps him. Um, but, uh, yeah, Shindo, uh, is basically like, you know what? I'm taking over this clan. Uh, and, uh, there's nobody that can stop me except for Kiryu. So we, uh, we fight him. He's got a giant samurai sword. No, I didn't think this guy was hard at all. Yep. Uh, I think this one's a little easier than some of the others. Yeah. We beat him up. He runs away. We beat him up again. He runs away again. We finally beat him with a samurai sword, slash him up real good. He falls over, presumably dead, but not really. We then go back inside the Tojo headquarters and uh, are getting ready to save uh, Daigo and Yayoi. And uh, he shows up out of nowhere, unscathed, comes back and tries to fight us again. We have a, a official boss fight here. Um, the guy was never difficult at all to me. And we beat him. And He just uh, took a long time, right? Yeah, he just this took was, a long time. I feel like this is the one, especially in the early phases, because you fight him a couple times before he pulls out the sword, I think. Or maybe he's just not using it. Before he like levels up, but I feel like this is an easy one where you would just block. He would do four hits, then you could get your four hits in. Sure. And it was just it was just kind of a real simple back and forth, at least the way I did it. Usually they'll like evade and dodge and you know and slice you, but for some reason he he didn't really get aggressive until his last couple of health bars. That's true, but even then he wasn't difficult. Yeah. So um, we beat him. He's laying on the floor. Daigo grabs a gun and shoots him dead. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like at the end of that when uh, Kiryu like pushes the barrel down and shakes his head as if like, no, you don't want to kill him. But he's clearly <laughs> already dead. Yeah, you shot him directly in the chest. He is dead. I guess Kiryu was just showing, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, a, a little late there, Kiryu, if that was your intent. A little slow on the uptake. Yeah. So, um, 
after all that, uh, we cut back to Date. Uh, he is uh, currently trying to figure out this whole mafia business. Uh, so he is going through the uh, archives, basically. Um, and uh, he is the one that finds out, oh, so the Dojima family killed everybody uh, in the mafia. Um, and that's when um, Kawara shows up and uh, uh, he uh, uh, tells him, you've learned everything that you need to know. I'm leaving. <laughs> Throws him his badge and walks away. <laughs> so Date, yeah, uh, kind of, go ahead. kind of an interesting character because he's he's been in the game not a ton, but he's clearly important. But he's kind of in and out without ever really impacting too many of the characters. Right? It's it's he's there with Date, but he doesn't. I feel like a lot of the other characters are kind of more intertwined. I, I thought he would be a bigger part of this game. Yeah. From that first moment when you see him, when when that girl is going up to Date and like fangirling over him, and he's like, he tells her to like find a better role model. Like I, I just thought that he was going to be like the counterpoint to Date throughout this whole game, and m- maybe he comes back later. But I, I don't know. I, I just I thought he would be a little bit bigger part than he has been so far. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so, um, Date shows up at Serena and, uh, Kiryu and Sayama's there and he tells them basically everything that happened. So, uh, Kara and her boss were part of the task force that was investigating the Korean mafia. Uh, and, uh, instead of handling it themselves, decided to allow the Dojima family to basically go in and murder all of them. Well, Saya is not having any of this. She doesn't like the fact that her chief has lied to her. Can't believe she held that information from her. So she wants to go back to her, town these are all towns but they're all towns in tokyo am i correct in saying that so neighborhoods maybe i guess i don't know but uh so she's like all right sotenbori is where we're going and she wants to go back there and she's you know kiri was like oh you can do whatever you want to but i'm gonna go find uh goda chairman goda because we think he's in Sotenbori as well. And she's like, nope, you're coming with me. And you're going to do everything I tell you to. And she pulls a gun on him. And yeah. <laughs> he's just like, fine. <laughs> so we travel. To, well, no, we don't travel back. Before that, that's when we run into an old familiar face. Uh, Takashi, is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Takashi. Yeah. Takashi. Uh, we bump into him. Uh, and uh, Takashi, if you don't remember, uh, is the florist's son. We helped him out in the first game uh, whenever he was um, 
running from the Yakuza because he fell in love with a rival family and uh, he was willing to give up everything for this girl and she was willing to give up everything for him kind of like a a Romeo and Juliet if you will yep absolutely so um, we run into him and he is definitely not with the girl that he was with in Yakuza 1 and Kiryu's like where's your girlfriend that I helped you get and he's like, yeah, she was, uh, she was running around on me, so I can't, I couldn't be, I can't be with her anymore. I found out from a couple of coworkers of mine. They saw her going into a hotel. And Kiryu was like, okay, I can't believe you're doing this. Why? What, you're just going off secondhand information. Why? Why would you do that to her after all that crap you went through? And he's like, well, you got all that information from the florist, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, could you set up a meeting with the florist for me? Now, this guy obviously does not know that his father is the florist. He obviously doesn't know that the florist is his father, as in he could stand there and talk to him and not realize that's his dad talking to him. Yeah, it's not like he doesn't know his dad has a secret identity. Yeah. So, Kiryu reluctantly goes to the florist. And, of course, the florist is like, I don't want to see this kid. He's like, are you absolutely sure you don't want to see him? He's like, fine, bring him here. So, we go back. So, th- th- this, this I, I, I'm glossing over this, but I have to mention, we have to go from the bar that we talked to Takashi at to the Millennium Tower to talk to the florist, go back to the bar, then go back to the florist again. Yeah, there was a couple of times where I couldn't believe that it made us actually physically go there rather than just jumping us there. Yeah. And I was just like, really, guys? And this is a main story quest. This is not a side quest that it feels like. Yeah, especially when you have to go through the Millennium Tower because they've got, like gates at the top of the escalators or little things to block you so it's just a little bit of an awkward path to get up to where the florist is at the top of the tower yeah so we uh we take takashi to meet the florist aka his father he doesn't know this and so he's asking the florist could you please show me video of my girlfriend meeting at the hotel. He's like, are you sure you want to see this? Because if you see it, you have to watch the whole thing and take it like a man. And he's like, yes, I want to see it. So we see her go to the hotel. She goes in and she goes to meet a guy. And he's like, I don't want to see anymore. I'm done. He's like, are you sure? And so he looks at the camera and sees that it's not a man that she's meeting with. I mean, it is a man, but it's not a, a love interest. It's her father. And he's giving her yeah, money. And they, they do like the obvious little cuts there where there's a, there's a snap of her on the phone and she's like, oh yeah, Takashi's out, so it's the perfect time. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well that seals it. 
And then they cut to her like, where are all these cameras, by the way? Because this is ridiculous. Yeah. They can capture every single shot. Like a perfect shot of her sitting on the couch waving to someone who's just off screen so that it looks like she's finally meeting this lover. The forest has his ways. <laughs> he certainly does. <laughs> so, she's meeting with her father. He's giving her money because, well, Takashi has lost multiple jobs or has quit multiple jobs because he, quote, doesn't fit in. And uh, he re- he realizes that he's been such a fool because she's doing the right thing and trying to make sure the relationship works. So he's like, okay, I'm going to do my best to make this relationship work. I'm sorry from before, but I'm going to make it work. And I'm emotionally torn here at this point where I'm like, oh, I really like that they're bringing back old characters and it really ties these games together. And then on the other hand, I'm like, why do I care about this right now? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Huey. It's been a long day. Um, so the florist is like, so I'll tell you what, I won't charge you for this because normally I charge people money to, <laughs> to, to watch videos that I record. And he's like, can I ask another request from you? And he's like, can you look up who my father is? He's like, why? He's like, why do you want to know who your father is? He's like, do you know him? He says, of course I know him. I know everything about him. I'm the florist. He said, I tell you what. When you get that relationship right with that girl, and you get on your feet and start making some good money, come back to me, and I'll show you your dad. Yeah, like how he says, you couldn't afford it right now. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, he's like, all right, I'll do that. He leaves. Kiryu's like, I knew you had a soft spot for your son. He's like, ah, he's a shithead. <laughs> yeah. One of my, one of my favorite scenes though of this, right? Like his like obviously caring, obviously wanting to be a bit of a tough guy or macho or whatever and then like, not admit it. And he's like, oh, I'll put it on Kiryu's tab. He owes me anyway. And just like the, the whole like light like back and forth of, of the uh, I think it's the translation I think the translation is just really good in all these games yeah. and uh, you really can capture that nuance of where he's, he's trying to say something but hiding it and saying it by not saying it and these types of things that are fairly subtle I don't know that too many games get it done as well as this game does I absolutely agree with you and I can't tell if it's the voice actors because I can't understand what they're saying. But it's a combination of I, I do think the voice actors sound good for as much as I can, uh, you know, interpret any kind of emotion out of someone speaking Japanese. But between that and the translation itself that's on the screen and, and to be honest, even the graphics, like a lot of times the close ups of the faces do a fairly good job of conveying some emotion. Yeah. So, I mean, all, collectively, the three of those together mean that some of these character moments even you know this isn't a big moment in the game by any by any stretch of the imagination but it's just done really well yeah absolutely so uh we go back to Sotenmori 
um, uh, Kiryu and Zayamado. And uh, first order of business is stopping by the uh, police department to go yell at the uh, the chief. And uh, I have to say, when you're talking about the voice acting, I don't know what they're saying either. I mean, I, it's obviously on screen. But this scene right here, with both her and him yelling at each other, sounded pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, it's convincing. I can tell it's an argument. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So she's she's pissed. Can't believe you friggin' lied to me. You didn't tell me that you had worked on the Korean Mafia case before. And then he's like, it was in the past. She's like, yeah, well, you also let the Yakuza murder them all? Uh, how did you get away with that? And he's like, that's what happened. We figured it would be easier just to let them do that. Also, Kara had a lot to do with it, too. Which is the reason why I got transferred. Which is the reason why I got transferred. Like, you need to let sleeping dogs lie here. And she's like, well, you need to tell me everything in detail. So, what happened was, the Jingwang Mafia, Jingwang Mafia, um, was 36 men. I was thinking, that's it? That's not a lot, but all right. Yeah. Uh, and all of them were murdered, with the exception of three. Three of them survived the uh, attack, and apparently the police came and cleaned it up. And uh, I guess gave new lives to them, because he says, I know of one. Yeah, I wasn't clear exactly whether any of that was intentional or whether the three escaped, or they were helped to escape, or exactly what the scenario is right. on why three of them may have survived. I'm assuming they just came in and, mur- and shot them all, and then three of them actually didn't die. And I think the police came in afterwards and said, oh shit, these three are alive. Uh, Alright, we'll put them into protective custody. <laughs> yeah. So, um... So, yeah, uh, he's like, I know where one is. It's in a town next over, right outside of Tokyo. I got his name. It's the name that I give him. That's that's where we get the idea that they helped these people escape, basically. Yeah. Uh, and you can find him there. And then so she's like, she leaves pissed off. All right, fine. And then uh, he tells... Uh, he tells uh, Kiryu, you need to take care of her. Yeah, and another, like, not a very big moment, but a nice... Even though he just got done yelling at her, he's like, yeah, but, you know, but take care of her. Yeah. I'm putting you off the case. You're no longer, you know, you don't have Kiryu in protective custody anymore, so, you know, just, it's too dangerous for you. You know, you definitely get that kind of big brother protective, protective vibe from him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and the new, the, who, what was the person's name? Murai, I believe. Yeah. Murai. Yeah. M- Murai. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, she runs off. We got to go find her. We go to two different bars. Another one of those, like, why am I doing this? I get she's quite the lush that comes out of this. I think this chapter, right? And they're like, oh, she's already been drinking. She's like, 
nothing like a, at one point she says nothing like a stiff drink after, after a workout. And then they make a comment and this is the second time she's gotten drunk today. Yeah. So yeah, she's quite the drinker. So, uh, yeah. Um, finally we run into her and, uh, she, uh, she's getting accosted by a bunch of hoodlums and, uh, they're, uh, they're both, uh, or they're all, you know, trying to flirt with her and she didn't want anything to do with it. And they're starting to grab her and she then beats the crap out of a couple of guys. And then, uh, one of them slaps her in the face, knocks her down and Kiryu steps in and is like, uh, you know what? I'm just going to punch this guy in the face. Yep. But it really looked like they enjoyed emphasizing the red marks on the face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but I was like, oh, that's... It wasn't, like, overly prominent, but it was almost like seeing somebody in stage makeup, and you're like, oh, that's that's obvious. You've added that intentionally. Yeah. So, uh, we beat up those guys, and um, the police show up, and she decides, we're going to run... She grabs Kiryu's hand and they run away and they hide. And then they have that moment where she realizes, oh, I'm holding his hand, pulls it away. And then she's like, you free tonight? (laughs) Kiryu's like, yeah. (laughs) She's like, okay. And so we have a montage. We have a a lovey-dovey montage between him and her where they go and get food and <clears throat> they do a crane game, and he wins her a, a, a stuffed bear. Go to the driving range. Go to the driving which, range. She like bends the um, the golf she club. Bends the yeah, the golf club, and then runs away. Yeah, because the owner comes out, he sees it happen, and he's like, "Hey." She just runs away. What kind of a cop is this? <laughs> yeah, all, all of a sudden she's basically turned into Takashi. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, but it ends with them on this uh, quiet rooftop. They're all sitting there drinking beer. And they're talking. And uh, Kiryu, Kiryu has a very Kiryu moment. So Kiryu... <clears throat> is usually a very stoic, quiet man who always tries to do the right thing, but he also has that that hard side to him. But at the end of the day, he is the gangster with a heart of gold. Yep. And uh, he is basically telling her the how he sees her. You know, she look, I get it, you're a badass... Everybody looks at you like you're a badass, but you actually do have a kind soul and you really should kind of approach things with that more. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. People don't call me cute or kind. Yeah. And he says, I'm just telling it like it is. I'm calling it like I see it. And I see this in you. And she's like, well, I never thought a Yakuza ex Yakuza gangster would be saying these kind of things. He's like, that's exactly my point. Yep. Stop judging a book by its cover. She kind of has that realization like, oh my God. And that was like, that's a total Kiryu moment where he is, 
he's not trying to flirt with her. Yeah, he, he, she thinks he is. Yeah, and then he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not." To the point that he even goes a step further and is like, "Don't like you. You should leave. Or like, you should go inside. I'm gonna stay out here and watch the stars by myself." Yeah, and, and that's, she's like, "Oh, take a hint. I'll, I'll go sleep somewhere else tonight." Yeah, she was ready. Yeah, it started off with no. I you stop flirting with me, and then she was like, "Okay, let's do this." <laughs> And then Kiryu's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I wasn't flirting with you. I was just being genuinely honest with you. You're a good person. I'm going to yeah. go look at the stars. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then uh, we get our third time of, it's time to kill time. And I'm yep. like, oh, God, okay. So Into another random side story. Yeah, side story that I said, I will talk to this guy later. Because I was trying to beat this in time to to make it to this podcast. Uh, unfortunately, so at least this one isn't quite as much of a side story. Oh, is it just it follow him back and in. that's it? No, I mean it, it is a side story, but it ties back in a little bit better. Okay, but still not maybe enough to warrant the fact that it was there. Although, I, I guess I could probably say this without like spoiling anything, but. It struck me almost as like this game's attempt at a loyalty mission, right? I feel like, you know, in in the best of them, you know, Mass Effect and Dragon Age, they, they kind of handle those, like, character-driven side stories a bit in different ways, right? I, I, I really like that Mass Effect way where it's basically the more you put into these characters, then potentially the more you get back out of them in the end, right? And you're building up that loyalty. Whereas, you know, Dragon Age Origins, it felt like the, the best part, the best meat was was that opening segment. So you had to play it a bit differently to get all the different interesting intro stories. Right. This just feels like they were like, we don't know how to incorporate this side part of the story, so we're going to shoehorn it in in a side mission but that side mission's then going to be a main mission but it was like it was only half integrated as opposed to skippable i i I don't know it it felt like this should have been intertwined better Mm -hmm. but it felt like it was maybe intended from the start to be part of the story right so i I don't want to say more than that because i don't want to i don't want to spoil it but I just I thought it was a strange mission because of the the way it felt both integral and pointless, which I've actually thought a couple of times in this game, and I'm like, this is so strange to care and not care at the same time. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> I did get a little bit into this. Kiryu's walking down the uh, the main area there uh, where the river is, and he sees an old man looking at a picture. Um. And uh, the old man is looking at it kind of in disgust and is getting ready to throw it into the river. And Kiryu stops him and says, are you sure you're not going to regret throwing that in the river? And he's like, well, I guess. I don't know. So uh, Kiryu, (laughs) he invites Kiryu back to his place for tea. Kiryu shows up. Old man's there. It's actually a tattoo parlor. And uh, he has his daughter there. And he's like, so what's so important about this uh, this drawing you have here? It's uh, obviously a tattoo. 
And he's like, yeah, it's a, it's a very important tattoo. It's one that, uh, I say for special occasions, it's a golden dragon. And, uh, he tells his daughter to, uh, to go hide it. She goes off to hide it and he tells him that, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't do these tattoos anymore. Um, but it's, uh, and Kiryu's like, well, I have one kind of like it on my back. And he's like, oh, so you're, uh, you're a Yakuza. And he's like, yeah. Uh, and, uh, he mentions his tattooist or tattoo artist, I guess is what it'd be called. And he's like, oh, I know him. He's, he's legendary. And, uh, uh, when that, when we're having this conversation, his daughter walks back in and she's yelling, uh, he came and took it. Somebody came in and stole the, the, uh, the tattoo drawing. And, uh, it's revealed that it's actually the old man's son who, uh, was also being taught how to be a tattoo artist, but he wasn't good enough. His daughter was better. So he was going to give the, the family business to the daughter rather than the son. So the son has came in and stole it because that is his most valuable possession there. And he has asked Kiryu to please return it. And that's where I saved my game and stopped. Mm. Yeah, there's not too much more. Yeah, I kind of figured. So there you go. I a decent amount of filler here. <laughs> yeah, if we're being honest. Yep. I never get it. What kind of kills me? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't painful. At least it wasn't. At least it wasn't like the nested fetch quests. I guess other than when you're trying to find uh, Sawaya. Sawaya? When you're trying to find her and she's not at the bar and then, you know, it, it takes a couple of attempts to find her. Maybe that that's the only one, but I didn't find it too offensive, but it, it was pretty clear while doing it that it was a, they were they were main quests that did not feel like main quests. Correct. That happened multiple times. Yeah. Let me check to see if we have any emails. I don't think we do, but I could be wrong. We do not have any emails this week. But I will say one thing. I am um, I, I am really liking Kiwami 2 over Kiwami 1. Yeah, me too. I mean... It, as we said last time we recorded, in, in in so many ways, it's a step up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to be honest with you, that that's the 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 whole montage and the scene with Kiryu and Sayama on the rooftop felt pretty close to Yakuza Zero's emotional cutscenes. Yep. yep, agreed. And, like, and then, yeah. and then the other little moments. I think, even if they weren't as intensely emotional, were definitely in that direction, and and really helped bolster the, you know, the highs of this last play session were extremely good, even if the lows were a little boring. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, 
I think uh, I think that's about it. Um, if you'd like to send us an email, it is drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, so, yeah, we probably got two more episodes left. How many? Well, no, there's, what, 14 chapters in this game? Yeah, I thought there was only 14, so I thought it was, yeah, next week ought to do it. Okay, so we'll wrap it up next week then. Perfect. Um, that means we have about two weeks, three weeks before we can start the next game that we had planned. Uh, and Matt, are, 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 are we, are you good with the games that I suggested before recording? I am. And okay. all of the subscriptions it entails. Okay. So our next game, which will be a, I, I guess just a quick, maybe one one game, one uh, one recording, uh, little game, uh, is going to be a new re- newly released game, a game that came out actually today. Uh, we're going to be doing twelve minutes. Uh, I have been paying attention to this game since it was first announced, and uh, it has come to Game Pass. Uh, and it is also purchasable purchasable on PC and PlayStation as well. But I really want to play this game. Um, it seems like a really cool premise. Something right up Matt and I's alley. And uh, that's going to be the next thing we do after Yakuza Kiwami 2. So if anybody does want to play along, like I said, if you have Game Pass, you already have it. It is completely free on Game Pass, so I would suggest you download it, give it a shot, and let us know what you think about it. Um, I'm excited to jump into that one. Uh, and then we'll move on to uh, Diablo 2 from there. But uh, that's going to be it for us. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. And we'll be back next week with the continuation and conclusion to Yakuza Kiwami 2.